All right, we're back with another episode of Unplugged. This time I have another familiar guest back on the podcast. John, what's up, man? How you doing, Jacob? Good. John Jacob is the manager of Energy Solutions here at Blue Ridge Energy. And we are going to talk about, well, I mean, there's a lot to talk about in the energy industry right now. I feel like we could probably just hit record and probably ramble. Gosh, yell into the mic there. We could probably hit record and just ramble for two hours. But we're going to talk about something that's pretty timely. Uh, last week, this time, I'm pretty sure it was almost 80 degrees outside. And then now, uh, 43 it's 43 right now. It's October. We have a landing page on our website right now about Vampire Electronics. So I had a idea that we should talk about Vampire Electronics. We've had a couple questions come in. So, John, you're the expert on this. What are Vampire Electronics anyways? Vampire Electronics are a catchy name, good Halloween tie-in for anything in your house that is going to consume a small amount of electricity. When you kind of feel it's off, but it's still plugged in and still drawing a current, especially the stuff that you rely on coming on quickly, like a TV, a DVR, uh, Blu-ray, any type of uh, computer, uh, laptop, desktop, it's going to be drawing some energy even while you think it's off. And that's going to add up to some, uh, it's going to add something to your power bill. So that's pretty much the why, why I should care. Uh, I feel like we talk a ton about the big appliances, the bigger ticket items that can impact your bill, but just talk more about why should someone care about this? Because I mean, it's a lot of items in your house that you really don't think about, right? Yeah, you're right. I mean, you're dead right about the big ticket items. I mean, there's always on appliances in your house, like the refrigerator, like a chest freezer, like a water heater that are going to be using the majority of the energy that's being used when you're not there. Um, so that base load, that um, always on appliance load is a much bigger portion of your electric bill than these vampire electronics. But the Department of Energy says that some uh, typical house is going to have around 40 different devices, which are vampire electronics, costing the average house about $100 a year. So that does add up, and it's really easy to change things um, basically and simply uh, to avoid that $100 cost. I mean, you can plug things into a power strip, or you can just unplug the device if it's not in use. Now, that may not work great for some of these items, like a DVR needs to be on to record when you're not there. So, I mean, use uh, some intelligence here and just kind of identify things that, um, like a, an electric toothbrush charger is a good example. I mean, it's really doing nothing for you unless you're needing to charge the toothbrush. So just unplug that thing. So, yeah, let's go over that a little bit because you talked about the electric toothbrush, and that's one of those things you probably glaze over every single day. You walk by it. You don't really think about it. But what are some other things in the house Um I, really, from small to large, what would you uh, what would you think the most households have that are, they're probably not thinking about as far as vampire electronics go? Um, I definitely think anything that's like a smart device, people aren't realizing that it's always communicating. Um, so even things as simple as like a smart light bulb, um, if it's Wi-Fi enabled and tied into you know your Amazon or your Google um, Home Services, those things are going to be talking. Uh, I mean. And especially even uh, when the, you know, Alexa is off, it's still communicating back to Google and sending information. Excuse me, the Alexa would be Amazon, but, um, you know, a Google Nest, anything smart is going to be sending information, which requires some electricity. So those would be some of the newer things that I think people may not be aware of how much they're drawing when they're uh, thinking they're not there. But the bigger items like a desktop computer or even a laptop, people are treating them like cell phones um, and plugging them in anytime they're not using them. 
but that's one, not great for the battery. You definitely want to use the battery and drain it down to about 20% before you recharge it instead of leaving it plugged up all the time. That'll reduce the life of a lithium ion battery. Same thing for a cell phone. It doesn't need to be plugged in if it's got a good charge on it already. Uh, just get in the habit of fully charging it back to 100% and then not leaving it plugged into the wall because that's going to cost additional dollars. You know, I think that's interesting to talk about because everybody's home is so connected right now. I mean, whether that's, you know, cell phone chargers, you know, the iPad charger, uh, just that lonesome desktop computer that sits in your home office, uh, microwaves, instant pots. You, I mean, you name it, you could go pretty much any corner of the house and find something that's always plugged in and drawing electricity. So if I'm, if I'm someone who's listening to this right now and I'm saying, oh, Lord, this is a lot of my house. This is a lot of the things that are inside my home. Where do I start? Because it's a lot of stuff that we're talking about. What's the best way to start eliminating these things? I know it's simple to say, well, yeah, just go around and unplug it. But should you do some kind of like mini energy audit for yourself walking around your house? What are the best ways to knock these things out? You know, I just thought about it while you're speaking. And I mean, if it isn't all the devices you ran through, it's like kids have smart watches. You might have a running watch now. There's all these smaller scale devices that are constantly being recharged and plugged in. So my recommendation would be to set up something like a charging station or a charging corner somewhere in your home where you keep all your various charges for all these devices. You got a power strip and you can basically run through whatever you need to charge at a given moment. But when you're not there at home using that charging station, hit the flick on the power strip and turn it off completely. And that should eliminate, I mean, at least all the smaller devices that you might be having vampire on your power bill. And I don't mean to switch gears, but like I said, we were up in the 70s and oh gosh, it was almost 80 degrees last week. And now um, this is night for an App State football game. I'm thinking about, do I need to wear bibs tomorrow night for the game? So uh, in the high country, the foothills, pretty much anywhere. If you live in Western North Carolina, you're feeling the chill this morning. We're recording this after the first big cold front of the uh, fall season. So what are some of the big things I should keep in mind going into winter? Uh, if I'm trying to winterize my home, if I'm trying to look at energy efficiency, maybe I want to lower my bill. What are some tactics I should take going forward? Regardless of whether you heat with electricity or fuel oil, propane or natural gas, now is a great time to give your HVAC system the once over and the winter maintenance update. You want to check your filters, make sure they're clean. Um, you want to make sure that the coils are clean. Uh, you want to make sure that everything's operating the way you expect it to. You don't want to turn it on for the first time when it's 30 degrees or below and then find out you don't have any heat. So now is a great time to do your kind of annual system maintenance for your HVAC system. Um, and then I do think uh, another really big thing people forget to do around this time of year when we're getting the first frost is to unscrew any uh, hoses around the house. You don't want any freezing action kind of uh, causing leaks in your lines and pipes. So that's another good thing. I mean, we're pretty much through when needing to water plants at this point. Unscrew all the hoses around your house, maybe put those up. All good advice there, too. And something that members can take advantage of, if you're a Blue Ridge Energy member, uh, anybody can use this as usage tracker. Do you want to talk about usage tracker just a little bit? How does that work? Where do I go? How do I use it? Usage tracker is a great tool to keep abreast of how much energy your house is using every day. And I think that's a disconnect a lot of people have as they get the monthly bill and they're like, wow, $200, where did this go? Uh, they don't know how many loads of laundry went into that. They don't know how many loads of dishes went into that. So by tying your energy usage to a daily period, people generally remember what happened yesterday. And you can use Usage Tracker, which is on the Blue Ridge website, to do one of two things. You can check in from time to time and see your daily usage 
uh, along with the uh, high and low air temperature for that day. Or you can just set it up to be a little mindless and get you a daily alert with how many kilowatt hours you used yesterday, or even something a little simpler, set it up for a usage threshold so that it notifies you anytime your house is using more than 50 kilowatt hours in a day would be a good example. That would be kind of a trigger that if you're away from home and the house is using that much energy, well, maybe somebody's there or something's happening you're not aware of. So usage tracker can be a tool for managing your energy use, can be a nice little security uh, blanket for when you're away from home, knowing that nobody else is there using electricity. Um, but it's a great tool for our members to understand how their behavior affects the energy use and also how weather ties into that. So speaking about usage tracker, if I get on there and I see something that looks a little bit crazy or maybe I don't uh, quite understand why my usage is behaving in a certain way when I know maybe my habits haven't reflected that, do we have anybody we could speak to here at Blue Ridge Energy that could help us out with that? Yeah, a great place to start is with our energy specialists. And maybe if you'd asked me that two years ago, I would have said, just call us and we'll talk to you. But if you're looking at usage tracker on your phone, um, you can send us an email, you can send us a chat through uh, social media, and um, you can even use our new live chat uh, function and, uh, and get a hold of an energy specialist who can help you to diagnose some of the common problems people have with high usage. And failing that, then it'll get bumped up to uh, like somebody like myself or Susan Greer who can do a more intensive energy audit using meter data uh, down to the hourly interval uh, where we can really specifically see is this a problem that's happening in the house 24-7? Is it tied into a specific time frame? So we have a lot of data that can help our members figure things out and maybe avoid uh, an expensive visit from an electrician. So. Just to sum that up, tons of ways to get in touch with us, tons of ways for us to help you out and help you look at your usage, help you improve it, help you get better as we go into winter because we want to help everybody keep their bill as low as possible. I know cost is a huge concern right now for a lot of people and understandably, so we want to help you out if we can. And I just want to highlight too, we talked about Vampire Electronics quite a bit. You can actually go on our website through the month of October here, uh, smack dab right on the front homepage, you'll see a Vampire Electronics graphic. If you click that, it'll actually take you to a webpage that really shows you uh, not only the cost of Vampire Electronics, what goes into them, what kind of devices we're talking about, some helpful tips. And I think there's even a link to Power Strips uh, directly so you can buy uh, a Power Strip there and follow any of the advice that John and I talked about today. So go to blueridgeenergy.com slash vampires. John, I don't know if there's anything else to add. I think we had a pretty good episode today. So we'll wrap it up right there. And um, if you need any help, please give us a call or reach out to us. And we'd be happy to talk about energy efficiency in any ways we can help you out.